Eagles dropped to 10 and 2 with a 42-19 loss at the hands of the 49ers as they go to 9 and 3. Koi Kemsholi along here with Kay Gargano, Philly Sports Talk. We're back to unfold. Uh, well, there is a lot to unfold from this game. What's up, Cade? How you doing, Koi? I'm doing good. Everyone is uh, kind of overreacting and panicking a little bit, and I, I don't, I'm not on that ship yet. Personally, this was the Eagles' third game in 13 days. Meanwhile, the 49ers had a long rest week. There's no excuse for the loss. You know, we, we don't have to make excuses like other teams like the Niners had to do when they lose. They were the flat-out better team. Uh, and they outplayed us in every aspect. And I'm not saying the long rest week would have changed anything. But, but the Eagles are still doing great during this gauntlet of the schedule, so I'm not too worried. Uh, I'm not too worried as of the season – continuing from here on out i think we beat dallas next week and if we beat dallas i i think there's a pretty good shot we seal up the one seed my yeah, only concern would be playing them again and you know we're gonna have to i'm not see that i'm not concerned about that i think it would be a good thing for the eagles i kind of we had to lose eventually in this schedule it had to happen and that is there's just no reason to react in my eyes you know again we had to lose at some point we'll see them again in january I kind of wished that we were playing them on the road, actually, just so we could be kind of used to that aspect of things. And I'm okay with losing this game because I think it's really tough for one of these teams to beat the other one two times in the same season. I, I made a prediction a few weeks back that I think we lose the 49ers and I think we lose to the Cowboys, but I think we go on to not lose a game the rest of the year. Uh, and I truly believe that is what will happen. I'm not counting this out of the game next week. That, that was just the prediction I made, and we're still going to go in expecting to win. But – I, that's a pretty realistic prediction, I think. And the Cowboys, one last thing, the Cowboys are coming off another long week, long week's rest too, as the Eagles, you know, thought to uh, deal with that again. Yeah, I, I do think losing to Dallas this week would be detrimental to the one seed because I don't know the uh, the full extent of how it would work with because uh, we'd be, we'd be tied head to head with them if we were to lose. I think maybe it goes to in-division record and then it goes to strength of schedule, which we would have the advantage. But I think we would lose the one seed to San Francisco if we were to lose to Dallas. So this is a big game coming up. Yeah, that's that's if the 49ers do come out to win. Uh, and, you know, they're going to have to they're not to have a game. They're going to have to tie us. So we're still a game up on the 49ers. Uh, it is the so it goes down to head to head and then it'll come down to the best. Uh, percentage of wins and gains played within the division. So does the division record after that? Um, we'll see. We'll see how it's all going to unfold. Nobody, we we have no idea. Uh, we'll start. Let's talk about the game for a little bit. I I want to start with how the Eagles they dominated in the first quarter, and this could have easily been a completely different game. The 49ers they had negative yards after the first quarter. The Eagles they settled for field goals inside the red zone on both of their opening drives, which uh, it truly changed everything in the game. Yeah, I think not getting a touchdown on at least one of those red zone drives really killed the momentum. I know we were winning, but all it took was one one touchdown drive and we were down. Like to be playing that well and to be losing after they score one touchdown is pretty crushing. And I think, man, I I think the play calling is truly our biggest issue right now. Frankly, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I thought. The offense was fine in the first quarter. It's just, it's crazy. Every once in a while in a big game, you'll see us start to actually run those slant routes with AJ Brown across the middle and guys like that. And holy cow, they break off big games. It's kind of hilarious. Every once in a while it happens, but obviously later in the game, it kind of got worse as it progressed. 
And the defense was great in the first quarter. Uh, offense was fine until we got into the red zone. Um, the run and pass just completely fell apart after that. But defensively speaking, Brock Purdy, um, he had a, a great game per se. He is now the MVP favorite as he threw for 314 yards and four touchdowns. I still think he is very overrated. He's a good system QB, and I know people say that about Jalen Hurts, but I just simply think Purdy throws screens and dump yeah. offs. But he had a total he did of play well 23 air yards and then 314 yards after the catch. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not hating on Brock Purdy. I always actually kind of rooted for him. It's just a cool story, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, stuff like that. But then I thought the media started to overhype him a little bit. But some people like to say that about Jalen Hurts. So we were we won't even have to get into that, even though I think that's whatever. But yeah. one of the main reasons why the offense sort of stalled out a lot is because the run game was never established. And we have seen these this seen this in games we've uh, struggled in. I know we were down, but um, we were not down that entire first half. And, you know, we did not really try to establish it. Swift, he just had six rushes for 13 yards the whole game. And the longest rush of the day was just for seven yards by Jalen Hurts. Yeah, the I, I just want them to realize that Jalen Hurts is not a – take three steps back and fire off your back foot into a wide open receiver. That's just not who he is. And, and when you make him that for three quarters, you're going to get exposed. Like you have to establish a run. You need an RPO game. Swift is so good at catching the ball. Like where are the screen passes to him? I'm tired of the wide receiver screens. I, I, I think they're trying to make Hertz into something that he's not. And it, it's backfiring entirely. You know, and I'm, Listen, the wide receiver bubble screens, they can be effective at times, not the way we really use yeah. them. It's just, you know, but I do like, I would like to see more screens to DeAndre Swift. Um, I, I think Jim Hurts is an elite quarterback, but there's definitely, I, I think it's also a mix of the play calling because obviously we saw how he was last year. Um, and he's still great this year. I mean, he was what the MVP favorite going into this game. It's not a, not that big of a deal, but yeah. it just, it blows my mind. At some points, it feels like, I don't know if it's the, the routes that the OC has drawn up for these guys, but nobody can seem to get open in key moments. It's like Devontae Smith got open late later in the game, but they were playing standoffish at that point. Yeah, that, I was going to say that seemed pretty irrelevant. But when it matters, it feels like Hertz is getting is, is getting bum rushed and he can't do anything but throw it away or or try to make something happen. But how it, how is nobody getting like the 49ers were getting – yeah, that's that's two things. And it all goes back to one thing, not establishing the run game. And just I think it is play call. And I just think the route I listen, I don't know. I, I watch a lot of football. I'm no football expert, but I think we can all agree the play calling just doesn't seem to be right. And simply because if anybody tries to argue, look at last year compared to this year. So I mean, yeah, that's that's all you need to say. So I there have been signs of, you know, good play calling here and there. I don't know. I really don't know. It's it's mind boggling because it just even goes back to like the Chiefs game too. When he threw like when we threw three straight bubble screens in the second half, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, is this like a prank? Yeah. Like are we actually doing this? No, but, I, I mean I think I think a lot of the offensive success this season has been crappy play calling and depending on Jalen Hurts to be Superman to try to pick up. Nothing looks easy this season. The 49ers made everything look so easy yesterday. It was all right, have Purdy sit in the pocket and just deliver to a wide-open receiver and let him do his thing. And we have talented guys that if you just get the ball in their hands, they'll – like, A.J. Brown is incredible yards after the catch guy, and so is Devontae Smith. 
just get the ball in their hands short where they can do something. It's like they're running 15 yards downfield and they're not open. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine Jalen Hurts in the 49ers system? I mean, <laughs> that that would be something else. Um, that and that's no knock on Brock, but maybe it is. But either way, you look at the stats; it might be a little misleading. AJ Brown, he was getting involved a lot, you know, early. 114 yards and eight receptions, heavily carried by two receptions early on with a lot of yak. Uh, Smitty had 96 yards and touchdown off nine receptions, but again, that was more late. You know, a lot of standoffish defense. So, but. Let's talk about the defense a little bit. We talked about the offense. One of the bigger numbers that really stood out to me is that the Niners, they had nine QB hits opposed to R3. We apply pressure early on, but the 49ers just kind of took over. They, they go for six straight touchdown drives. Yeah, they did exactly what we should be doing. They adapted to the defensive play calling. The defense was getting pressure early. And what Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers did was – they realized that there was pressure all game, so they just sent guys right underneath, right in front of our linebackers. You catch the ball and, and do your thing. And it was there was nothing we could do to stop it because our linebackers were getting exposed. I saw something that Bradbury didn't, didn't even get thrown at once, and Slay let up like three catches for like 40 yards. Like the cornerbacks did nothing. It, it was the, the linebackers, the lack of pressure up front, and it was the, the 49ers adjustments what killed us. Yeah, and a few things with that, because that, that's actually that's a very interesting stat. Uh, James Bradbury, so after the game, he said that they had a lot of miscommunications trying to see their coverages. And two other things on that, a lot of it comes down to, you know, over the middle, IU had a lot of over the middle receptions and zone defensive plays. You know, I remember seeing Darius Slay particularly having to guard two guys in his own, just in the over the middle, constant from time to time. And then the screen passes again to like Debo, where he got a couple of his touchdowns on. Uh, credit to the 49ers offensive line for forcing their way for some of those those plays. But also, uh, the rest did miss a crucial holding call on one of Debo's touchdowns early on, as it definitely Debo probably would have been tackled, if not stopped short to eventually be tackled. So, I don't know. But the Eagles went out and they signed Shaquille Leonard. And this, this is um, a great signing, especially for a team in need of a linebacker. Very low risk. To put things in perspective, so here's another number to back you up on that. Our starting linebackers, Nick Morrell and Christian Ellis yesterday, uh, they were each targeted team high four times, giving up five catches for 122 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, we were without Zach Cunningham and N'Kobe Dean, but th- that really puts things in perspective. Yeah, and it wasn't even just the coverage. It was the, the lack of tackling. The, yes. And I think if right now our current linebacker player is, is at like, what, maybe a four out of ten? I think Shaq Leonard currently, and, and I mean, you never know, but I think currently he's at like a seven out of 10. He was great two years ago. He, he w- obviously he was released for a reason, but I, I do think he definitely upgrades what we have at the linebacker position. So I think it's a great signing. Oh yeah. And you know, we, we get Zach coming back and then that's obviously big too. Leonard, he has had injury problems in the past, but you know, he is, this is a smart signing. You know what? Nobody leaves Philly without a deal when Big Dom is in the airport. And, <laughs> and there, there is no better way to segment than right there. Let's get into this one. The Don DeSantro situation on the sidelines. What a mess. There is a lot of controversy going on about, about it, which has gotten the NFL involved now, and now they're investigating it. Yeah. I, I'll just briefly sum it up, and then we'll talk about it. I know everybody's probably seen it, but – you know, Drake Greenlaw made a very unnecessary takedown tackle on Devontae Smith on the sidelines. They were on the Eagles' sidelines. Big Dom gets involved. He gets in the middle trying to get them out of the way. And 
Drake Greenwell ends up with a swipe at uh, DeSandra's face. I don't think he was exactly trying to punch him. I think he was trying to get in his face. It led to hitting DeSandro, and then they both get tossed. Yeah, I I try to. I know a lot of our Philly listeners are going to be upset at me by saying this, but I try to stay as unbiased as possible. I completely agree with what Kyle Shanahan said after the game. I think a guy who's not playing, trying to get involved with a player, is completely ridiculous. Now, I loved it. In the moment, I loved every second. I was like, wow, that, that, that's awesome. But thinking back, it's like, can you imagine if a 49ers coach did that to one of our players? We would be so mad at the whole situation. And we'd be calling for him to be removed for the rest of the season as well, like the 49ers fans are doing. Like, I think it's ridiculous for a guy who's not in a game to be participating on on-field activities. Yeah, I – I, I'm personally mixed on the situation. There, there's a couple reasons why I, I get what you're saying. Um, I do not believe what DeSantro did was as bad as people are making out to be. Now, obviously we don't know what he said. We don't know what he said in the heat of the moment. There's, you know, people are saying that he said some things, you know, there's, everybody says something, but he shouldn't, obviously he, I don't know. I don't know what he said, but when I watched the replay, I watched all the breakdowns that were on YouTube, and I, we need a John Boy on it immediately. I, <laughs> yeah. need, to, I need to hear this. Um, it kind of just looked like they were on the sideline trying to get in between and break it up. I, I did see like a slight, if you want to call it, a push towards Greenlaw. I didn't think it was anything serious, but that's what some people are trying to make it out to be. I can see it, though. I can definitely see it, but I – I don't think it. I think they made the right move. I think the NFL made the right decision by ejecting both of them. And obviously, Greenlaw didn't have to be ejected if he didn't make contact with him. So nobody, nobody can make a, a hissy fit at me for saying Greenlaw should be ejected. All he had to do was not touch him. But yeah. Desandro was right to be ejected. I, I don't know. I'm very torn. I do not. I think the NFL made the right decision. A, if he's fired, they overstep their boundaries in my eyes personally. But. I don't yeah, I, I think ultimately it should just be done. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody should be facing. It's not. I don't even think Big Dom touched him. I really don't. I I tried to watch and I don't think he got a hand on him. Even though I do, I do think. No, like he I did, said, he did. He got in between. Both out of the way, trying to get in between the fight. And this is the big thing. This this is what means a lot in this situation is they were on the Eagles sideline. It was different if it was semi on the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that—that's why—that's the big difference here. Um, again, we had no idea what DeSandra said, but I don't know. I thought I thought I saw him just get in between and between it, and I don't think it would have been that. Like if Drake Greenlaw did not touch him, I don't think this would have been a problem. Like that—that's the thing. But I, again, we had no idea what Big Dom said. So, <laughs> I—you I, gotta love him. I, you absolutely have to love him. I this past week when he met with Shaq Leonard at the airport to bring him into Philly. That's I. There's a lot of casuals that didn't know about Dom already, and I kind of, he kind of started to gain some light when he met Shaq Leonard. Everyone's like Big Dom at the airport. Kind of everyone started to catch on. Merchandise is starting to be made, and he got his standing no leaving the field. It it was it was freaking awesome, (laughs) freaking awesome, and it really sparked the crowd for a good five minutes until the Packers scored again. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So. Whatever, Kay, do you have any other words on that situation? No, I think I think it should just be done. I don't think anything else should happen to either of those guys. I think it was a heat of the moment thing. And ultimately, like I said, I think Dom should have n- never been involved with that. I think Sirianni's going to talk to him. I think that's going to be the last we hear of it until until our next big free agent signing when when Big Dom strolls him in. And we- <laughs> 
Zach Ertz arrives in the Philly Tuesday yeah. morning. Big Dom meets him at the airport. Yep. Oh, it's, it's freaking awesome, dude. It's hilarious. I, I do think the Eagles will receive a fine, but again, anything further, anything, if he's fired, they overset their boundaries. I truly, I truly do not think that would be right in this situation, but who knows? Who knows what he said, but I don't know. The Debo and the Niners, they had their fun and truly feels like this is their Super Bowl. You know, I love seeing the league react, you know, the Niners, the Niners, the Niners, bang, bang, Niner gang. It's, it's, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I mean they, they beat us. Yeah. Respectively. So yeah. they're the favorites, which they should be, but I will say this, we'll see what happens in January. This doesn't matter if the Eagles beat them in January. If we lose in January, you know, it does matter. We went out and two against them, but yeah. ultimately knows? we know, I mean, the Niners have a history. They really do. They haven't won a Super Bowl since what, 1993. Yeah, I mean they 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 have a history of of losing when it matters most. So <laughs> they've done it a lot recently too, a lot yeah. recently. So a lot of leads. But the Eagles will travel to Dallas to play Sunday night in a massive game. As Dallas is just one game back in the division, and obviously the one seat. So the Eagles they really need this. It is not the end all be all though, but it is it is a big time game. I we will have a recap out next week, and the seventy six pods are returning once their games start back up again after the in season tournament. Uh, one last thing, uh, my co-host here, Cade, he had a little fantasy luck this past week as Ramondre Stevenson went down. Cade beat me in the first round of the fantasy playoffs as we play two-week playoffs. Beat me by not even two points. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was definitely a, a, a classic match. <laughs> the league was, was rooting for, but I'm glad it was I got a, the job done. It was a tough one to see, but... It's all right. Congratulations, Cade. Moving on in the, our fantasy league. And that's all we got for this one, Cade. Any final thoughts on the game? Nope. I thought uh, you got to take your loss and you got to move on and on to Dallas. Yep, we'll see what happens. Philly Sports Talk, go on the Instagram, follow them. Twitter is coming out soon, too, or X, whatever the hell you call it now. <laughs> Philly.sports.talk underscore go. Give it a follow. Recap out next week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Go, Birds. Thank you.